Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. You're listening to Bass Fishing for Moves, Paddle and Fin Podcast, with your hosts Ryan Milford and Sean Lavery. Welcome back to Bass Fishing for Noobs on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host Ryan. Got my co-host Sean. Hey guys, what's up? And today we have. Uh, our guest is Mr. Jim Ware. Uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Ware. Good to be here, Ron. Um, if you don't mind, uh, for people that don't know you, can you kind of go introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, uh, all that good stuff? Sure. Um, my name is Jim Ware. I live in uh, Rome, Georgia, northwest Georgia, and been kayak fishing for about 12 years. And um, just started out, you know, a lot of the guys have been doing it a long time. When we started out, everything you, you had was homemade, you know, crates, yeah. anchor trolleys, all that. <laughs> and just seeing the, the sport grow to what it is now is it's pretty amazing. Um, I'm, a current, I, I'm on the uh, dugout uh, bait and tackle fishing team, which is in Marietta, Georgia. It's a Hobie dealer. Uh, I paddle, uh, paddle a Hobie, um, fish for Picasso lures, I rod, fishing rods, gambler, um, but um, man, I just, you know, ever since I was a kid, I fished and uh, went through the bass boat stage and didn't really have enough money to support it, and uh, yeah. that led me into the kayak world, and, and now I'm, I don't think I'd get out of it. And, uh, and I fish a lot of tournaments. I'm, I'm not very successful at them, but I have a whole lot of fun, made a lot of friends, and um, it's it's been a it's been a fun ride so far. And I'll I'll be doing it till the doctor tells me I can't. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I I didn't realize that you had been kayaking for so long. So like you're you're like right there with like one of the OGs of the kayak fishing. You, you know what's funny is um, I work at a paper mill and we work this ship called a Southern Swing. I only get one uh, one weekend off a month, so I'm there for a long, long time. I fished by myself or with a couple of really close childhood friends that, that had bought and kayak, bought kayaks. I had no idea there was anything outside of what I was doing except from websites I would look at or. Uh, there was a Georgia kayak fishing message board for Facebook. So, and they had a, you know, message board on there and you could get all kind of neat, really good information. But 
I ended up buying a, uh, started out with $250 uh, Kingfisher used kayak, drove, conned my wife into a, a long weekend in Savannah. And on the way down there, I told her I'm bringing a kayak back. So, um, <laughs> Anyway, well, let's dude, go on vacation. You know, yeah. I don't have, I have no bad intentions. Of, yeah. uh, met, met the guy down there and um, hauled the kayak back. And I mean, for two or three years, I thought I, I was had the greatest thing in the world. Realized what I what I needed more in a kayak, so I I stepped up and bought a brand new Ride One Thirty Five Wilderness. Um, kept it for about three years, and it was stolen. Oh. Now I Facebook's around, so I post pictures of it, trying to find it, and that opened me up to this um, community that I had no idea about. It, it these guys started sharing it, and I start getting messages. Um, hey, I'm you know I'm with this kayak shop or this uh, you know. So I I was like, wow, you know, all these guys, and that's for me just fishing by myself and limited weekends um so anyway I, I ended up meeting a guy named jim clark at, at a at a local lake here pouring down rain he and i took shelter under the same tree and um we we planned a river trip so anyway we became uh, acquaintances calling each other and I, I go to the um we go to the river together and he asked me if i'm going to fish the kbf open so it was a second one uh, it was on Kentucky Lake. I was like, I don't know. It's fourteen thousand dollars was the grand prize. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me, man! This is kayak. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna fish it. So that was my first step into like the big tournaments. And uh, we go up there and camped and had a great time. First day, I was in good, really good shape. And second day, the fish moved. And that's normally how it goes with me anyway. I have a good one day, first day or a good second day and never put them together. But uh, so that's that's where we're, where it's led to. And um, uh, Clint Henderson's, a, I don't know if you know, ever heard of him, but he's, me, him, and Jim are all, best friends and um, we traveled together and stuff i was sitting about 20 yards from clint when he won the uh, flw kbf cup on lake washita uh, out there so i got to see him catch the uh on the second day he pulled up a 19 inch it hit right at the boat and that was what i told him when he pulled it up i said you just won He's like, no, man, no. i was like yeah you won <laughs> so anyway i've seen some really good stuff uh, just from kayak fishing that's pretty cool man yeah it's awesome i don't I, let me let me mention this too just you get people would know me a little better uh i'm a recovering alcoholic and kayak fishing has you know it's it's really it saved my life and i'm that's one thing i'm so passionate about just sharing the sport maybe it'll help somebody down the road that's that's, uh, you know, and having troubles or whatever, it ain't that bad. Go get on the water to save some of you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah, man. It's definitely mean, has I a, get a shaky there. No, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome, man. That, that, that's keeping it real. Then people know yeah. that how passionate you are about it. Yeah. So. I All think, right. uh, Kayaking definitely has some uh, healing aspects to it. And I think the more people can experience that, you know, uh, I do a lot with yours on the water uh, when I can um, this year. Unfortunately, it's been a little dialed back, but just seeing people when they get out there and what uh, the change in their spirits, it's, it's amazing. So exactly. Yeah. We, we, we do a, we've got a lot a big group of youth here in town that's, and it's growing. Um, we, we do a fishers of men, monday night tournament during the summer and we have a youth division and uh, and actually the youth division's been larger than our adult division and it's free for the kids and you know they we have a good message and good turnout and share share tips and this and that with them and uh, they're a bunch of good boys that's awesome now is that i believe 
Is is that re- related to the uh, Fishers of Men kayak fishing group on Facebook, or is yeah, that separate? That's it. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah Clint Anderson started it, and uh, he's he pushed. You know, he he really uh, gets into it, and uh, and and I'm friends with him and help him whenever I can. And uh, and there's uh, two or three other guys that that really uh, put a lot of time into it, okay. also. Yeah, I'm actually in that group. Somebody invited okay. me to it, but I, I've, I've never been very active in it. Right. So I, w- I wasn't sure exactly what it was all about. So cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good group. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, well, that's me. All right, well, Jim, you, uh, you were wanting to talk about tonight a charity tournament that's coming up. And, uh, you know, it's for somebody that a lot of people in the bass fishing world knows, uh, Aaron Martins. And uh, so I was going to let you start, like, give some details on on this and, you know, I guess a little bit about more about, like, what the charity event's all about. You know, go over, you know, how it's going to work and all that. Okay. Um, uh, everybody, uh, most people know, uh, but Aaron Martins was diagnosed with brain cancer, had two tumors back in June, I believe. And he is a, uh, a Picasso, he fishes, he, he sponsored by Picasso Lures. And, uh, and uh, Dan Vesuvio was the owner of Picasso. And uh, he and a couple of uh, a group of guys have put their heads together, built this benefit tournament and uh, got a ton of sponsors to, to come together got a, a whole list of pros um, on board to help the Martins family with their medical uh, bills um, so on top of the the, the cause is you know it's it's worthy you know it's a it's a worthy cause but um it also the tournament is in kayak bass fisherman's wheelhouse. Uh, it's exactly what we do. The only difference is, is it's not tourney X, it's a connect scale. So I'll go ahead and mention first, to get into the tournament, you have to download the connect scale app and it's you can get it through the uh, app store and um, it's free. And the entry fee is 50 bucks. 100% of the, all the entry fees will go to the Martin family uh, to help them. Um, they're going to pay out 177 spots, and uh, not all are cash. Um, you, it's, it's a long list to look at. And I'm not going to read all of them, but uh, on down towards the bottom, it's uh, you know it's solar bats, gift um, uh, gift cards, Picasso lures. I got a list here. I'm going to give you yeah. the. I was reading down through the list of sponsors, and it's crazy. It's a who's who of fishing yeah, sponsors, man. Yeah. Casa Lures, Tackle Warehouse, Shimano, G. Loomis, Sims, I-Rod, Phoenix Boats, AccuCol, SolarBad, AFCO, Gill, RoboWorm, um, Enigma Rods, Big Hammer Swimbaits, Gunnersville Tackle and Outdoors, Dual Realis, Gamakatsu, and there's more. Um, the... Uh, the payout, first prize is going to be $2,500 cash and a Shimano Stella G Loomis Conquest combo. So that that's a I think that's about a $1,800 combo right there. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I'd uh, be scared to use it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, second second prize is $2,000 cash and a Shimano Metanium uh, and a Loomis IMX combo. Uh, third prize is the Shimano Corrado and $1,500. Fourth is a thousand cash. Fifth is a Lithium Pro battery. It's an $850 battery. It's, it's used for bass boats. It's a 12, what, 12 volt, 36 volt deal. But um, and then on down is just go. You know, it's a group. The the list of prizes is amazing. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Come. You never hear of a tournament paying out 177 spots, but yeah. I'm, of this caliber, I, I guess I could see it. 
Right. And, and you know, it's, it's, uh, I guess they could have squeezed it down, paid top 20 and made it big, but you know, it's, they want everybody to, you know, sh share it down because you're ultimately just giving from your heart there. Also, they have a, if you don't want to fish it, you can go on the website and, um, and it's a uh, Mart benefit tournament.com. And, uh, they have a, a link on there to donate so you can click on it and just donate whatever you want want to give whatever you can give would help now it's a catch photo and release tournament use same bump board any bump board but uh you know the the little golden rules i think only go up to about 20 something inches 20 inches uh it's going to take more than that to win because it's uh eligible waters are it, is it's public or private water fish from oh, the wow. bank bass boat john boat kayak canoe however you you just go fishing uh top five fish um you enter them up on put them uh post them up to the uh connect scale app it'll auto call give you your top five fish the dates are october 3rd through the 18th and and during that time frame there is a the KBF National Championship is going on. The Hobie um, BOS on the Coosa River is going on. And there's a numerous other um, grassroots type state championships going on at the time. So there's going to be a lot of kayak fishermen on the water during that time. Um, yeah, you're there you know, anyways. I, and so you could just count those fish that you're catching towards that, correct? Yeah, that's ex exactly right. Catch your fish, put put your, uh, I, I know KBF and uh, Hobie don't mind either way if you have a separate identifier or a separate code on your board. Uh, upload your fish during the tournament for the tournament, and when the tournament's over, you know, upload them to the Connect Scale app when you're waiting on uh, the captain's meeting to start at the end of the day. But, um, so yeah, you, it's going to be a lot of opportunity for uh, to cross fish a lot of tournaments with this one. Um, uh, let's see if there's anything I missed. Um, there's also an auction, and on the uh, on the website I mentioned, oh, you click yeah. click on the auction, and and you're going to see uh, you can bid, and they've got a minimum bid, thousand dollars for the pros. Get a day on the water with KVD. Denny Brower, Zona, Jacob Wheeler, Hank Cherry, Jordan Lee, G-Man, uh, Ott Depot, Randy Howell, Mark Davis. I mean, there's a bunch of pros. Like the, the best in the business right now. Exactly, exactly. And then there's also some uh, guided trips on there. And, and I can tell you there's one on Lake Gunnersville. His name's Lonnie Cochran. That's donated a, a guided trip for two on Gunnersville. And it includes uh, lodging and meals. And uh, I'm going to tell you, this guy is, I, I, I know Lonnie, and um, he knows Lake Garnsville, like back to saying he's, he's good. And uh, there's also a, uh, a guided trip um, down on Seminole, and uh, his name is Clint Brown, and uh, he, he's a hammer on Seminole. There's a couple more guides, uh, uh, and, uh, and they're like, I think, minimum the minimum's 200 bucks for the minimum bid for them. Hopefully you get more than that, but, uh, you know, those guys have, have uh, donated their time and I, I, you'd learn a lot. I know with Lonnie, you'd, you'd learn a lot. He's good. Yeah. Wait, and I don't, I'm sorry. I, I, didn't mean to I, I, I can't imagine, you know, going out and spending a day with Denny Brower, KVD or, <laughs> Gerald Swindle, you know. And, you know, I, I, that's kind of what I was about to say. You know, I'm a pretty big fan of the Duckett Jacob Wheeler series rods. Yeah. So it was like, you know, since his rods seem to accommodate my fishing pretty well, me and him might, you know, I might be able to learn a thing from him. You know, we might have some similar fishing styles. So, exactly. you know, I might be able to pick a thing or two up from him. Yeah. Yeah. That Thanks. was, uh, like I said, the whole, the entire fishing. I don't want to use the word industry fishing community has come together. Um, like I said, it's fun. There's 
whoever wants to help that can help, you know. And if you want to fish the tournament and help, that's great. If you want to donate, that's great. Um, but I'm, I'm sure that Martin's family is going to need some some uh, help down the road. And that's why yeah. we're trying to, to pull together. And that's one thing I, about I, this. I, I meant to, oh, go ahead, Jim. I meant to uh, mention the uh, big bass. We've got a big bass uh, for the tournament. It's going to be $500 cash and a $200 Picasso prize pack. So you get that's $700 worth of, you know, for, for big, big bass yeah. for the tournament. That's just one fish. Yeah, yeah. it only takes one. <laughs> and, and and you know what? I'm I'm uh I'm curious as to where what part of the country this is gonna come from. You know, you think Florida, you think California. California. Yeah. California. Ryan, you're lagging a bit, bud. You might be having some connection difficulties, but yeah, you <laughs> you, you, you think uh, now we can? You just caught up. You were just lagging oh, there. there we go. There we go. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Jim froze up for a second, then I looked over and you were frozen on my screen too. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, I, you can. De I think you know. You you think about that. That a, a big fish might come from uh, Texas or you know Florida or California. But if you're fishing a stocked pond somewhere, anywhere, you know you yeah. can pull in a huge fish and take. Yeah, that that's big fish. that's a big game changer right there. Is private uh, private waters being acceptable? Because yeah. man, some people got some big fish in in those private areas. Right. Yeah, there's a, but, uh, you know, and, and it's going to cover the north, too. And um, I'm sure a lot of those guys are thinking, you know, not quite fair competing with Florida. That's one reason of the increased payout, 177 spots for yeah. uh, kind of. But I, I know, you know, there's there's people case 21 shits, 21 inch smallmouths up there uh, on, on the regular. Yeah, probably bigger uh, than uh, that. Up there on uh, in the Lake Erie, where uh -huh. you know some, some big smallmouths are up there. Right. Yeah. There, St. Clair. And, um, yeah, up there in New York. That's what I was trying to say when I froze up. See, I've seen some big bass come out of uh, New yeah. York this year. Yeah. Uh, right here in my hometown, we I'm 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 excited to see. Uh, we've got a public fishing area that state of Georgia. Uh, operates and um, I, I'm bet these guys if, if, if enough guys from around here sign up they're going to give them a run for their money because I, you know we've caught some on consistent basis big big fish out of that and there's some of the guys around here that know how to pull them out um, but yeah that's you know it's it, it, I'm I'm uh, I'm curious to see where where the big bags are going to come from, and if it's going to be somebody in a kayak or you know. Oh, I'd I'd, I'd honestly love to see a kayaker come out and win that. Like, yeah. I, I I don't know. This feels like it'd be pretty cool. Right. But what one thing to remember about this, you know, it's the prizes are cool and everything, but this is going to help out somebody else here in the fishing community. You know, I I, I know. Aaron Martins is a professional fisherman, uh, pr pretty well known in the in the fishing world, um, and I, I believe one common misconception that people have is like, well, well these you know bigger name professional fishermen uh, winning a bunch of, like they they have money like they don't have money they don't have make money like a professional athlete in football or basketball right. they're they're not rich like that so right. so this from what i understand the the money from the entry fee and everything is going to help out his family with bills and stuff i'm sure he's got plenty of doctor bills from that yeah and all that so we're this is to help out somebody else in the fishing community exactly and 
I, I, I know the fishing community is great about this kind of stuff. So, yeah, anybody out there that wants to join, uh, yeah, please do it. Um, or donate, what, whatever you want to do. Um, also, if, if anybody has any questions, more, I didn't cover something on here. Uh, they can hit me up on Facebook, Jim Ware. Um, just, you know, message me, inbox me. I, I don't mind at all. I'll answer whatever questions that, that come up. If I can't answer them, I'll get you the answer. I promise you that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's helping out. Uh, it's for a really good cause. Now, did you say any bump board is accepted? Yeah, they, uh, but it's one down one that'll measure to a quarter of an inch okay so any bump more that measures a quarter inch. yeah so and and uh the people and i'll go ahead and cover this the people who uh who, who don't know about how we run how we do our uh, catch photo and reese tournaments so you, you've got your board the cheapest board i know of is a is a hog trough you can pick those things up at cabela's um call it you look you know google kayak fishing uh, kayak shop most most of them have a box of bump uh hog troughs they'll run you anywhere from 20 to 25 30 bucks or right, i've got probably six and if somebody around here wants to fish it and uh needs to borrow one i would so if you want to fish it you don't have one first thing i do is call a kayak angler and say hey man you got extra Bump board I could borrow, so that, that'd be the best thing well, to do. And if you're gonna buy one, I, I'd be, you know, we we as Catch being a sponsor of the yeah. podcast, you know, I, I got to throw out the, the new uh, the new uh, Catch carbonate board would be great for it. And, you know, it's only thirty bucks. It's yeah, strong. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I I got to plug I, Catch, I, you know. I, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't i'm not educated on on that particular board i do have a uh i do have a, a blue metal board and i love yeah. it um, yeah I've, I've had I've it about a year and uh, i i love it so i'm not knocking catch at odds um anyway the uh but anyway you take the fish mouth closed lay it on the board um facing left with the dorsal fin up there's no rule on pinching the tail or anything like that. So you can get as much length out of the tail as you want. Take your smartphone, snap the picture, uh, try to get as even and directly above the fish center, have the fish center of the picture, snap the picture, review it. Uh, if it's a clear picture, keep it. Uh, if it's blurry, take another one. But anyway, let the fish go, upload it to the connect scale app, catch your next fish same deal but uh yeah the fish is going to have to be positioned like our normal kayak tournaments where the heads left dorsal fin up um like like that no no fingers under the gill you uh, don't cover the eye uh, open mouth yeah so and, and all the rules are on on the web page if you go to sign up um you scroll down the rib page like a, about 10 foot long i guess if you were to print it out and uh they've got all the rules down there and uh, like i said if anybody has any questions about the rules holler at me and uh i, I would be more than happy to, to walk you through it um yeah dan dan vesuvio and uh some of his buddies have who he's he's the owner of picasso and he's a really good guy he's they went together and and uh put their heads together and built this and uh we're just you know i i don't see any it should be a hit it, you know there should be a lot of people come out for this one. yeah and uh yeah if you want to try to look this up a little more the website is amartcharitytournament.com that's a-m-a-r-t charitytournament.com and I'm sure when we uh, post this up to uh, the podcast and YouTube and Facebook, we'll make sure we link that in there. So if uh, the guys listening just want to check it out there too, they can. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, was there anything we didn't cover about that or? I, I don't think so. Uh, 
what I had the notes I'd taken. Uh, Tackle Warehouse is, is is a sponsor. They're also going to have a, a rent random drawing for a few things too and i know one thing is going to be a 250 dollars tackle warehouse gift card so you know somebody lucky is going to get get their name drawn for that so like i said there's a ton you know it's over forty thousand dollars worth of gifts and cash that's been uh donated in that's hopes awesome. that anglers will come together and Pay the fifty bucks, donate it to, uh, or donate to Aaron Martin's family. I've seen the fishing community come out for a lot less than that, so I, I, it doesn't I sound you. like you're going to have a problem. It's, uh, you know, whenever I haven't been a member of the fishing, the kayak fishing community, especially for very long, but just in the, you know, couple of years that I've been doing this, I've seen a pretty good turnout for most of the things, the charity things that I've seen like this. So with that kind of prizes and uh, the name power alone, the, both the sponsors and the, the professionals that you guys have, uh, I, I think it's going to be huge. Man, I was looking on the website just now and I was going to start naming off some of the sponsors, but there's just so many. <laughs> okay. Let's see. We got Picasso lures. We got connect fishing league. We got Shimano, uh, Servit Technology and and Managed Services, Tackle Warehouse, G Loomis, Sims, Phoenix uh, Bass Boats, AccuCole, SolarBat, Afco, Gill Fishing, RoboHawk, uh, Joe Joe uh, Durham Jr. Attorney at Law, Lithium Pros, Bonafide, uh, Pure. Spearpoint, Enigma Fishing, I-Rod, The Rod Glove, X-Zone, Big Hammer, Gunnersville Tackle and Outdoors. Ain't, ain't that the place that Dan and Jimmy were talking about just last week? I talking about so. how it's got like everything that yeah. you can't find anywhere else. So that would be a really cool place to win like a gift card or something like that too. Uh, you got Realist, Duo International, Sunline, Carolina Fishing Tackle, uh, Gamakatsu TRC Covers, another sponsor of the podcast here. Uh, TH Marine, Kistler Rods. I mean, that's a lot of big name sponsors right there. There's, so that's going to be a lot of cool stuff yeah. that people are going to be able to win. I, I was curious. Oh, we lost it. We did. Oh, yeah, uh, and it's back. <laughs> I, I had a yeah, my, my mom just called. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh, sent her off. But uh, at the Carolina Fishing Tackle, I wasn't sure about what, you know, what type of tackle shop that is. They're a Japanese domestic market. They, they can get a lot. They're in North Carolina. But um, it's a pretty, pretty cool website when I clicked over there to it. I'm just going to mention that because I'd never heard of them, and, and uh, they're not my area. But um I know I've got a lot of buddies who are JDM freaks, and uh, so I'll, I'll definitely share that with them. If they, they probably already know, though, but uh, I'll <laughs> definitely share that with them. Well, awesome, man. I, I hope uh, I hope people are here hear this, and you know we can at least get a couple extra people to sign up yeah. from, from the podcast. Um, so, you know, I believe we've covered you know, quite a bit with that. And, you know, we, we got some time to fill. So I figured, you know, we talk a little bit about you and you, how you like to fish and stuff like that. And some of your favorite techniques. And I, I, I guess the first thing to ask is what, what's your favorite type of water to fish? Are you a lake guy? Are you a river guy? What you... I, I grew up fishing creeks and I, I, I was in love with trout fishing from a very, very early age. And I, I believe that, wading creeks and and the rivers um has taught me more about reading water because a lake most lakes have current some of them doesn't but most of them have at least some sort of current and you can just explode what you've learned fishing a river or creek into that lake submerged points long tapering points that come out towards a creek river channel that's a current break uh 
it's it's not a not a log that you can see in a small creek, but it, it's acting the exact same way. Um, so th that was, and ten years ago, I would have told you my favorite way to fish would be floating a river um, or, or or a creek. Now I, my favorite way to fish is I love fishing deep. Um, Twenty. I love winter fishing, especially. I like throwing a, a big flutter spoon. I like dragging a. We uh, need this interview, Sean. <laughs> we need <laughs> this interview. <laughs> I, I like I like uh, throwing a uh, three quarter ounce uh, jig or a, a wobblehead jig. Picasso uh, fantasy swinger is my favorite, but uh, with a creature bait on it, just dragging that thing super slow, and um, and that works well in the summer. The deep fishing too, ledges stuff like that, but. Uh, that's uh, throwing a rig, throwing a underspin, uh, a sujin. Um, uh, I would, Lord, I, I, I just lost, uh, lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> scrounger head, a sujin's a, a Picasso scrounger head, but um, yeah, I like throwing off, but but yeah, deep water fishing's my passion, uh, and that's probably hurt me more than anything going into a tournament because I tend to go out and start looking for structure or, or, um, schools of fish and, and, um, and, and I try to, that's what I try to go make happen. And, and, uh, I just had to put it together. Oh, one day, man, one day I'll, I'll get it. Um, now I, I may have missed it when I was interrupting you a minute ago, but did you say, uh, What's deep to you? What do you consider deep? I the the deepest I've ever caught a bass was 42 foot, um, 40, 44, 42, 44 foot um, on drop shot. And uh, there's a lake here in northeast Georgia called Lake Burton, and it's got our state record spotted bass come out of it, eight pound, two ounce. There's giant spotted bass. It's a trout lake. They stock trout in it. There's d double digit largemouth that come out of it every year. They catch 12, 14 pound brown trout out of it. Big giant walleye. It's got blue back. So anyway, I, I love going up there and it's clear, clear water, deep. And, um, and there's some really good points out there. And um, but yeah, four, 40, that's the deepest, but I'd say I'm comfortable fishing 18 to 30 foot um, deep. That's that's what I consider deep. In the South, I would think anybody else would probably consider that deep also. Um, I did until recently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, I, I live around here and around Nashville. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whenever I go fish like Percy Priest, you know, uh -huh. I've usually fished the southern end because I'm south of Nashville. That's the closest part to me. And the deep part of that's like, you know, 30, maybe 35, a so couple yeah. spots, maybe push up to close to 40. You, But here recently I've had to go up to the north end and fish, and I believe it goes like 50, 70 feet at yeah. certain areas up there. <laughs> so. Uh -huh. There's a lake here in North Georgia and uh, called Carter's Lake. And from what I understand, it's the deepest man-made lake east of the Mississippi River. And I personally have seen 420 feet deep in that lake. Oh, my lake. goodness. Oh, man. Now, uh, I doubt there's a fish down there. But <laughs> it, you could, well, I've crossed, and it's a fairly narrow lake at places. So you're going to cross from one point to the other. And I'm, and I'm fishing, you know, 18, 15 to 20, 25 foot. But I'm going to cross the main part of the lake to get to the point on the other side. And, and when you're going across and it hits, you know, 385 feet, I know there's, I don't believe in monsters, but I was uh, going to say, I don't know, <laughs> expect Nessie to come up and get you. Exactly. You know, you're, you're, you're thinking, um, good, good Lord, man. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a long way to the bottom. Yeah. But, um, but it, uh, and that lake has some, you know, big magnum spots in it also, but, uh, um, yeah, Lake Nantahala, I, we, I've fished up there before. It's got some 300 foot water in it, but like I said, um, I feel like there's gotta be something just, down there. Something's gotta should, be down there. <laughs> you'd think so. 
Um, it's like a 400 pound catfish. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I, I know what comes out of the bottom of Natahala Lake. When, if you ever went rafting up there, where, where you put in at is where the uh, where the uh, powerhouse discharge at. So it's pulling off the bottom of that 300 and something foot like deep lake. It's like 43 degree water, 44 degree water, and that that's brutally cold, you know, for for the south. Yeah. So, um, that was one thing that really surprised me. Even here, um, the little lake that I fish, uh, it gets maybe 40 feet at the maximum depth. Like it's mostly like the deepest, like, and that's like the tiniest little hole. It gets down to like 30 in the down by the dam. And I could not believe the temperature difference from the top of the water to just 30 feet deep. Yeah, so yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, that was, I think it was like, I want to say 80 degrees top of the water and it was 20 degrees cooler, just 30 feet down. Right. So. Yeah. I've been uh, like on Lake Burton and, and you're fishing with a, uh, with a jigging spoon, 30 foot deep surface temperature, 70 degrees or whatever. And, uh, pull, pull the spoon up quick, you know, after you worked it out there and grab a hold of it. And, and, you know, it's like holding an ice cube, you know, like, wow, that's, you know, it's, you know, pretty big time temperature difference. Oh yeah. But yeah, I like um, yeah, I like, like I said, spoon fishing, um, deep water. But I also I'll, I'll uh, like I'm got a tournament this coming weekend on Wheeler, <clears throat> and uh, got over there and I found them in like three foot with a spinner bait, you know, and and I, you know, I I like catching them like that too. So, I don't think I could say there's a way I don't like catching them. I, yeah, honestly. me either. <laughs> I, I, I personally want to be as diverse as possible, but I still lean towards that deep water deal. And, uh, and it, like I said, it hurts me sometimes. One day, though, uh, you're right. It's going to work out. Yeah, for yeah. One day, one day. Um, but nope. the, uh, what's that? I was going to ask, what electronics are you running? I've got a, I, I have a 9-inch uh, Raymarine Axiom. I mean, no, Element, Raymarine Element. And um, it's got side imaging, down imaging. Uh, got, you get a pretty good picture on that? Oh, oh yeah. It's, uh, it's I don't want to, it's got like 1.2 megahertz. So it's, it's a, it's equitable. The pictures, the down imaging, side imaging is is similar to what the Humminbird Mega would show. Um, and I, I'm and, and and Humminbird's good. I'm just comfortable using Raymarine. I've been using those for about three years now. So um, I fish out of a Hobie uh, PA14 360, um, and I love that thing. It's it's amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I smile talking about it. That thing's amazing, you, you know, the how maneuverable it is and suits me perfect. Um, got a power pole on it, um, way more than I, than I need, but uh, <laughs> it, it makes it fun. Uh, I'll tell you what, the power pole, though, it, 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 it's a big help because not for, I'll tell you what, deep water fishing, I'll drop that thing down, say the wind's blowing, and uh, it'll act almost like a drift sock so it'll slow you it'll slow you way down and you know you, so you can do a drift over an area but then again this past spring fishing say Gunnersville or down in florida on a grass lake i can power pole down out in the middle wind blowing stand up and start you know working away and that that's a big plus you don't have to worry about pulling the anchor in or, or whatever yeah i've i've thought it'd be cool to have out on the rivers you know be able to like hold a hold yeah. a spot or whatever especially if you catch a fish because you know you catch a fish get it in you're trying to get your board ready next thing you know you're 40 feet down the exactly <laughs> but the only downside of that is that pole sticking way up and you, you know rivers tend to have like trees hanging over and all that yeah 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 i've, I've got hung in a tree before <laughs> I, got hung, I got hung in a we fished the uh the FLW KBF had a tournament on Nickajack last year. And um, so we're out there fishing and uh, this huge storm 
I mean, this thing rolls up and you can see it coming up the lake from the south end. And I'm, you know, I, I, I hesitate. I kind of wait to the last minute to, to move. And I look and Brad Case is coming across too. He's one of the last ones in too. So me and him are together going towards these boat houses. And he, he goes in one and I forget, my power pole's brand new then. And I've got that thing up. And I, by the time I make it to the boathouse, there's like three foot waves. The wind's blowing so hard. <laughs> Man, I hit, I, I hit that boathouse. The, the uh, power pole catches. I stop. You know, waves start crashing over the back of the boat. I have to jump out. Luckily, it's only like waist deep. And uh, so I jump out, manually push the power pole down, get it up in there, climb up on whoever's dock it was, and uh, wait the storm out in there. But um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, I, I had to think quick. I didn't know what was going on. Lightning popping everywhere. It was a pretty gnarly storm. Yeah, I can imagine. But anyway, I, uh, like I said, I, I've, I've got a lot of personal reasons. I like to, if, if I hear anybody wanting to, is interested in kayak fishing, I can, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them because I, like I said, I have some personal reasons to share it. And I, you know, I never want, I, I'm not going to ask anybody about any problems they have or anything like that, but if they had problems and thought that getting out on the water and, uh, you know, put you closer to God if, and, uh, you know, ease your mind, peaceful. I, that's one reason I'm passionate about helping anybody who wants to get on the water. Yeah, that's that's definitely definitely a cool story that you you had there, like how that helped you overcome that. Yeah. Um, I I know it's uh, kayak fishing has helped me, but well, it's it's stressed me out, but de-stressed me at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. But, it does. But uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I I want to hear a little bit more about this deep water fishing okay because um, like that's something that well one i don't have the electronics for it now i got a little four inch lawrence uh fish finder it's not really great for deep water fishing okay. but I, I i'm curious about like so are you strictly looking at like down imaging for structure when you're initially like starting to go over a area i um i keep my screen split in three uh down in i mean uh, side imaging on the bottom entire bottom half of the screen top left i keep gps uh map mapping top right i use down imaging i i rarely ever use sonar um i will sometimes but i can see hard bottom with my um down imaging just fine structure just fine so I, I keep it that way um and you say you know you have a four inch Lorance. i'm telling you the first time when i got turned on i bought a um an eagle uh five inch depth finder and this is a long time ago and um and the only reason i really i bought it was because it had a gps on it and there was a a wreck off the coast of cape san blas florida about a mile and i could put in the uh, i was i dreamed of going out fishing a wreck out of a kayak and so i could put the coordinates in there and get me out to it well i'm on lake blue ridge middle of winter spitting snow um i think i'm probably the only person on the lake it's about a three thousand acre uh tva uh lake and it's got smallmouth one of the only lakes the last stronghold of a uh, smallmouth bass in Georgia. So I, I go up in the creek arm and I've got this little black and white depth finder. And I look down and I see what looks like noodles, just streaks across my screen. And I'm wondering what the heck is that? But I've got a little slab spoon about a half inch, half ounce on them. And I flip it out, let it drop to the bottom, about two rips, I catch a probably 18 inch spot next cast catch another one that uh that clicked you know i'm like hey that's a 
this is a fish. That's the streaks of the fish swimming, uh, attacking the bait fish. And then I caught a 19-inch smallmouth. And, and that was what I was up there to do, to catch a smallmouth, you know. So I, I made my day. After that, I started YouTubing, looking everywhere, reading everything I could about electronics and how to read it and all that. So now when I go out and say I'm going to go deep water fishing, I'm going to – let me back up. I, I watched a um, – What's the uh, kid that's got the, um, he's got a pod, uh, a YouTube show. He's been having um, Rick Klun on there lately. Um, I know who you're talking about. Uh, he's from Missouri. I can't remember his, his name, but I, I'm sure people watching knows. Rick Klun in the, in the latest, um, and he's one of my heroes. Yeah, he, he said, don't study the, the uh, owl study the mouse so so here so that's what i've done as good as i can studying uh um shad you know shad migration shad uh habits stuff like that so i'm gonna go deep water fishing i'm gonna go and i'm gonna try to find the shad and and uh and the fish are normally going to be there um in the winter time around here you'll find these uh giant clouds of a shad and I'll make a big circle around it. And normally you're gonna find a school of fish. Sometimes they'll be suspended right under the school of shad and then you're gonna catch them with a swim bait or something like that. Sometimes they'll be just hanging out on the bottom and um, you can see them best I do with my side imaging and then I'll go over them and you can see them and they'll look like little specks down there. I'll back up with a spoon. That's normally the first thing I'm gonna throw up there on the bottom and uh, start ripping it. And man, sometimes it'll take, you know, it may take five or I want to say 10 minutes. It seems like that long. I don't, I've never timed it. But finally, when you get one hit, those fish get competitive and, and it's on. And, and a lot of times you get your first hit, the next time you're going to catch one. And then especially if you got another guy with you, you can start, you know, you get them fired up and, and, uh, you know, kick just wear them out so with that those spoons with those spoons you let them go the whole way to the bottom and then you just rip it off the bottom let it yeah. fall back down i'll make as long of a cast as possible i'll let that um and, and i'm using my spoon rod is our rod uh it's, it's called the uh um, junk rod it's a seven and a half foot it's got a it's got a good backbone but it's got a soft tip and uh, i'm using the loose uh uh, I forget the name of the reel. But anyways, got to lose reel on it. 17-pound fluorocarbon. Throw it out as far as I can and let that thing sink on a slack line. When it gets, and the, the slack line is key to when it's falling because if you keep any tension on it, it's going to pendulum, it's going to mess the flutter up. The spoon I'm throwing is either a Dixie Jet spoon. is a two and three-quarter inch three-quarter ounce spoon it's a small spoon but it's got enough weight that it doesn't take forever to float to the bottom i'm either going to throw that spoon or i'm going to throw a and my favorite spoon is a i think it's a four and a half inch or four and a quarter inch the company's called mesu m-e-s-u and uh they've got a flutter spoon and it's and the reason i like it is the weight to size ratio it doesn't take forever to float to the bottom but it catches fish. I know that. So the spoon hits the bottom. I reel up and I'll just rip it. Sometimes small hops, sometimes a heck of a rip, depending on what they want. And I'll let my rod tip go with the spoon with just a, just a little bit of slack in it, you know, where I'm, I don't feel the lure on the end of the line. Normally, that fish is going to hit it on the fall. And when you rear back the next time, you, you're going to, you'll think you're hung or it's going to pull back. And anywhere you, anything you read about spoon fishing, that's going to tell you they normally catch the biggest fish out of a, out of a uh, school. And last winter I had at this local lake in November, I had, I think 32 pounds was my top five fish. I had a, you know, 
It's just a bunch of big ones. And um, wow. So, and, it, and you know, and sometimes they're not on the bottom. They're going to be suspended. suspended. And when they're suspended, I'm going to throw an Alabama rig, or I'm going to throw a uh, uh, single barrel underspin, which is a Picasso lure um, with a Kitek on it, quarter ounce. I'll throw it out there, and uh, if the clout, the the uh, bait, a lot of times will be so thick, you know, you can feel that underspin coming through the bait, and I just go as slow as possible, and next thing you know, it'll just load up, and you got a fish on the end of it. Um, but but bait's key for deep water fishing. There, if if there might not be any fish around the bait. But I promise you, there's not going to be any fish if there's no bait there. Jim, I want to rewind you for a second. Uh, something that you said that I hear a lot of people say uh, when you're talking about that ripping that spoon, you said, you know, sometimes smaller hops, sometimes bigger hops, depending on how the fish want it. I hear a lot of people talk about changing up their take or their uh, retrieve based on how the fish wants it. Well, how long do you do it one way before you change it up to see if they want it the other way? I, my first attack on a school of fish with a spoon, I'm going to throw it out there and I'm just going to hop it back to you just pretty quick and, and try to trigger a bite. Um, if I get a bite, I'll, I'll probably do that uh, three, four or five times. No bites. I'll start ripping harder. And, uh, no bites there. I'll go back to short hopping it. Um, you know, it's just once they fire up, a lot of, you'll catch fish on your initial cast just with it falling. Uh, that I've had that happen too. You know, you think, you know, last time it took eight seconds or 15 seconds for it to hit the bottom, and you know, and you're not timing it. You just you feel it, and all of a sudden, you know, you're watching your spoon fall, and it's and this, it never hits the bottom, and a, a fish has it. You know, it's it, and 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 when you work, the that's one of those lures that it, a new fisherman goes out in the middle of a lake because that's where you're at a lot of times. You're at, you know you're 200 yards off the shore, man. That's not. That's not where you fish at, you know, as a kid. That's, you know, that's totally outside of my realm at one time. You think, and when I was a kid, I'd see somebody out on the way out there fishing. I'd think, what are they fishing out in the middle for? <laughs> so it's a yeah. confidence deal. Um, it's, it's confidence to, once you catch a fish and say 20, 25 foot on a spoon and, and, you get confident in it and, and that'll keep you out there working a school fish um look, reading about the electronics le reading how to read uh read it what what a bass looks like on the bottom all that type of stuff that numerous youtube videos have confidence in reading your electronics is second to the confidence in the throwing the lure um, I think uh, the YouTube channel you were talking about is Fish of the Moment. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I like that guy. We need to have him on, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he's. He, I think I knowledge. I think I did too, but uh, haven't heard back from him yet. So if you're listening, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's got. Get on here. <laughs> he's got probably the best um, electronics reading uh, information that I've seen. I really uh, like his stuff guy. on boat positioning too like he tells you you know when you see it on the screen where to where to cast and that was always one of my big things is i could every once in a while i'd find them but then i had no clue i'd try and turn around and be like well it's got to be there i just went over that right so. I, another thing that helps me deep water fishing is a buoy uh you know if i'm pre-fishing or whatever i'm not going to throw a buoy out but i'll tell you what a one-day tournament or I'm throwing a buoy out there and it's going to save me a ton of time. Um, getting, especially the wind blowing this and that, catch a fish, get blown off. Uh, but I do spray paint my buoys black. So, you know, somebody way off, you know, can't, they're not going to see a, <laughs> yeah. a 
a uh, neon green buoy floating yeah. out there. So with the, with the buoy, do you have like a anchor or something tied onto it or? Yeah, um, I don't know the brand. There's a bunch of them out there, but they they'll all come with a lead weight and about a hundred foot of a nylon cord wrapped around it. Just throw it out and it'll it'll unspool till you know till it hits the bottom and and they'll stay there. Yes. So even you know if, if it's got a hundred feet, does it like? not let out the rest of it or i no, i don't know how it does i don't know i don't know why it doesn't do that but no it's it'll nice that it don't <laughs> right. yeah I, i'm not sure why the uh it doesn't just keep blowing off you know just blowing down the lake till it gets to the end of the line i'm not sure but uh but yeah i'll find say a school fish and i get a especially if i get a bite i'm and i'm not marking the buoy is not necessarily for the position of the school of fish. It's for my position. So when I get blown off, I can come right back next to that buoy and make that almost identical cast. Uh, look on the bank. You know, you you see out there. There's there's a giant pine tree on the bank. You know, I'm casting towards it. I always try to pick a a target out like that. So if I do get blown off, I'll I'll know where to come back to. I was going to ask you about that too, because I was like, "Well, if there's one other line down there, knowing my luck, I'm going to snag that every time." But that's a, that's another reason I don't throw it at the school. Um, so, um, there, there was a there was a story I wanted to just share, and it's, it doesn't have anything to do with fishing, but you know, about back to Aaron Martin's and his brain tumor. Um, I didn't. Uh, I. I didn't think about this until it, you know, it came out. I, I actually have um, a little um, experience with somebody who actually was succumbed to brain cancer, and he, it ended up uh, Clint Anderson's my best friend. It was his brother, but we weren't friends when I knew his brother. His brother's name Charlie Henderson, same age as me, went to a different high school here in town. And I got into running about six or eight years ago. And I'd run 5Ks and, and this and that. And Charlie had brain had brain tumor. And uh, and he ran. And he ran like a like a beast. And when I first started running, you know, I kind of looked up to him. You know, the guy had, you know, he, he had a, a handicap like no other. And he's out there blowing everybody's doors. And then as I lost weight, I got faster and all this. He was like, I never, I knew I wasn't going to beat him. But if I kept him in my sights, I knew I was going to have a good time, probably better than my last time. I actually got a picture where he placed first in our age group, and I placed third. We were shaking hands on the, on the podium. We'll fast forward about three years. And I'm kayak fishing uh, tournaments, and uh, I meet Clint Henderson. Find out he's Charlie's little brother, and um, and 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 we become like brothers. And uh, so I, I've seen firsthand, to a certain extent, how brain cancer affects a family, how it affects, um, you know, the morale. You know, and I've seen. What a brain can't, how the guy had so much uh, courage to fight it. And that's, like I said, back to Aaron Martins, that's what we're here to do is help him fight it and uh, fight it hard. Hopefully he'll, you know, uh, just stomp it in the ground, beat it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, that, you know, that, the other night I was uh, talking to Clint, I was, you know, we kind of, I kind of put that together. I was like, man, that's, you know, that's a far fetch, but I, if I'm going to be spreading the word on why to, you know, um, encouraging people to join this tournament to help somebody bring cancer, I've actually seen a family go through it. Uh, uh, a one hell of a strong man uh, fight it. So it, it's I, it's not it's not pretty. And uh, you know, I, I I feel you there because. Um, my wife's cousin uh, just, it wasn't brain cancer, but he just lost the battle to a, a 
so I forget exactly what it was, but it's like a very rare cancer. Yeah. Uh, he just passed away, uh, I believe it was last weekend, and uh, 46 years old, a preacher. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, seeing what my wife and her family have gone through um, with losing him, you know, it, it, cancer sucks in general. I don't care yeah, what type it, it is. It, it's, it's just... Uh, but, but yeah, we, we could we could really go on a rant with that whole thing but it prayers out to to Aaron Martins I hope he's able to beat this and overcome it prayers to his family they can stay strong through it and everything yeah but uh but yeah so Jim I appreciate you coming on here tonight and, hey man you know going over that and talking some fishing with us and all that um you want to shout out like sponsors and you know if yeah you social media where people can follow you and stuff i um i i've got an ig page uh, uh account uh, river goat kayak adventures river goat kayak um uh facebook gym wear um i'm uh if you're ever in uh in in georgia period uh and want to check out one of the best tackle shops anywhere the uh, dugout bait and tackle in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, and if they, they have Hobie, they have all the Hobie kayaks. They've got a demo pond there. Um, you know, so it's, it's easy. You go down there, they'll, they'll be happy to slide any boat you want in the water to try. Uh, Jamie Coza is the owner and he is one top notch guy. Um, like I said, Caso lures, I rod fishing. Uh, those guys have been good to me. Uh, gamber lures. But um, I think my daughter will probably be watching when you when you post this. So I tell hello to her and my wife. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on here. Yeah, no problem, sir. Man. It's awesome having you. So yeah, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. All right, guys. Well, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment of the Paddle and Fit Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Thanks for joining us. Check out the tournament and uh, tight lines, everyone. Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board shout out to Jigmasters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent on all your jig and tackle needs